Mealtime inspiration. It's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm not going to lie. On my way over, I was like, we did the same hair thing. Yeah, we yeah, should I, talk about it. I've got a lot of tips and tricks, whether you want them or not. That's the Hannah Hart way. Oh, <laughs> it really is. That was a good little... Yeah, you know, a little sassy thing. I'm joined by special guest Mitchell Davis. Hi, hello. Yay! I was on Mitchell's podcast recently, uh, Popcorn. That was... When uh, when was that? Oh, that wasn't recent. That was so long ago. Popcorn's not even a thing anymore. What? Yeah, I know. Woof. We had, our, hey, we had 35 good, good episodes that you can go check out on my YouTube channel right now. I love popcorn. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. Mitchell, how come I never know how to do your Instagram handle? Because uh, it's two M's, two L's, two S's? That's why. That is exactly why. Yeah. I was uh, one of those people that came in late and got, like, almost, just yesterday I was trying to make a new account on something and, like... Live, Lava, Live, Mitchell Davis, Mighty Hell. They're all already taken by people. Somebody took Mitchell, Live, Lava, Live? Yeah. What? I don't know. Everybody takes everything. Oh, Just like Charles took it from Lady. Yeah, that's honestly why I had them do that, is so I could bring it back. Thank you. I was, you know, as disturbed I am by your ability to control my cats with your mind, um, I appreciate that you use it for good. I am like Caesar the Cat Man. Yeah. I talk Jackson to cats. Galaxy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I talked, but I do. I communicate and talk to cats. Only cl- cats. Only cats. Only cats. Yeah, only cats. Not okay. a, no other animals. I can't. I actually have a harder time even understanding just sounds from other animals. But <laughs> with cats, it's it's almost, to, it's, a, it's at a scary level. Yeah, now. I get that. Like where I'm walking down the streets and I'm just like, please be quiet. Because <laughs> uh, I just hear everybody's terrible thoughts. Do you uh, do you have the ability to find cats yes. on the street yes. quite often? Yes, uh, people pay me a lot of money to do that kind of stuff. Enough daily dallying. We here on Analyze This only like to talk about pain. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about pain. Let's go into it. Let's talk about some pain. Mitchell, for those who might not know what your journey has been, let's just talk strictly about how we know each other, right? Yeah. So give me the TLDR, Mitchell Davis, the internet to today. Like, that kind of vibe. I was... Grace Helbig asked me to... You were Grace Helbig? I I knew it! I, on my music, that was me as Grace Helbig. (laughs) I was that. Uh, No, she asked me to come out for LA and shoot something with that. And while we were there, staying in this like random Airbnb, she was like, do you want to meet Hannah Hart? And uh, we, you came over and I was like, 
I and remember that really hot Airbnb during yes, the summer. Yes. Yeah, I remember. And I remember being like, that's my YouTube crush. And they they all they were all like, she doesn't like guys. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> and then I remember being so nervous and Deciding the only way to be with me was to become me, Grace. which is why you dyed your hair. <laughs> uh, no, I do. I do remember that night very vividly, though, being like, oh, this is like uh, the community that I've been like hearing about and chatting about. And like I've been watching. It was very I remember that night being very like a lot for me because yeah. I was just like hanging out with like. The people that I watched, watched those days. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't like my first gen YouTube kind of meetup, like seven, eight, nine. It was like I was already kind of established, but I was like, oh, really? Can I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When did you, you started, what, 2007 on YouTube? 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And you're going to be going to VidCon for yeah. the first time in like two years. Wow. Yeah, I'm going for the first time in two years because they, they, I'm a, Founder, yeah. Founder you went to the first VidCon yeah. ever. Yeah, I have uh, actually. Ooh, here's a little little tidbit. I actually filmed my first whole VidCon on a flip cam and never cut the footage. And I'm gonna upload it. A flip cam. I'm gonna <laughs> upload it on the day that I go to the 10 year. Ah. As like my VidCon vlog, so, so that I don't have to shoot ah, anything my 10 year. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that is so exciting. Yeah, I just happened to be sitting on it and found it a few months ago and sent it to Hank and he was like, can I have this? And I was like, yeah, but I'm definitely using it too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Where can people watch that video when they want to watch it? Uh, LiveLoveLive.tv. LiveDevinLive.tv. Yeah. So that's a little bit about Mitchell Davis, um, the myth. The myth. The myth. But let's talk about Mitchell Davis, the man. The legend. The legend. <laughs> the legend. <laughs> we here on Analyze This like to talk about mental health. Please. And I know you personally, so I know that there are some things that you've experienced in your life and that you have to deal with all the time. Yeah. When did you begin your journey with mental health? Honestly, when my YouTube started taking off. When wow. When my YouTube started taking off, that was... Uh, look, I, I've never... How old were you? Uh, 1920. 1920. So your YouTube started taking off. And before that, even you had a MySpace, right? Yes. How old were you then? Just teenagers, 17, 16. Wow. Yeah. But that was like pre-medication. That was like me like being like, does everybody else feel as sharp as I feel right now? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you guys hear those noises and just want to hide, right? And they're like, you mean the cars? (laughs) And you're like, (laughs) yeah, just, I just remember everything used to be really sharp. Like, you know those memes where they sharpen it way too much and it's like... Deep, <sighs> deep fried memes. Yeah. Uh, that's how I remember life without medication feeling. So sensory overload. Yeah, all the time. All the time. and just, But also wanting to be funny. And so it was like very contradicting because I was like wanting to be the center and doing something funny. But then the moment it all really happened, I was like, my stomach hurts. I'm going to get sick. Mm. <laughs> and so, so when my YouTube started taking off and I had actually some money... For for the first time in my life, I was like, I'm going to go to the best doctor in Ohio. And that's what I did. And what what happened there? Well, Uh, let me ask you, your family, what was their relate? Did they know that you were struggling? What was... They all were just like, oh, he's just got... That's Mitchell. Yeah, that's just... He's just got his, you know, his things, his OCD. But it was like, I knew that it was a lot realer and heavier, but I had never been put in a situation where I could not hide it or Mm. at least work around it. I know the moment that it all broke down is when I was starting college and we had a windstorm and all the power went out in my house and my whole family was like still doing their normal things and I couldn't leave my bed. 
because uh, all of a sudden it was like, well, I can't do my steps. And they were like, well, so what? Just skip a few steps. And that's when everyone realized like, oh, this is a lot more than we thought it was. Mm. And I ended up staying in that bed for like the duration of this power outage was like a week and a half. And then finally when it came back on, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school tomorrow and take myself out. And then, then the next day I'm going to find a doctor. And that's mm. what I did. It was one of the most difficult things I ever did with my family. How did you pee? Did you have to just like force yourself to like... With my penis? Yeah, no, I mean, when you were during, like, you know, if you couldn't get in your steps done and like, you're like, you're trapped effectively. I mean, it was just more like the sensory overload kind of yeah. situation. It was, and, and honestly, a lot of it was I could do all my steps until it hit the electronic bits. Right, and got it. And that's the stuff that fucked me up, where it was like making my bed and then turning off the light. It was like, well, if I can't turn off the light, then I can't I make, make my bed. bed. So it was just like, there was like layers to it. Yeah, no, I was, my penis was functioning okay fine. just checking no 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 i'm glad that you, you did. know there's someone who's listening who's like that was my only issue and i'm glad Honestly, figured that out. i i'm the kind of listener that would have been sitting out there being like well did he pee in the yeah bed? did you just shoot shit shit in the bed himself? yeah did he just shit all over the bed uh, but i will say when it all was finished i threw away all my pillows because they just couldn't look right after that yeah uh, but again is also another moment of my family being like you just threw away all your pillows okay maybe you weren't wrong about leaving and yeah. Doing all that. So when they used the term OCD, they were using it as like a colloquial, like using it like, oh, it's so-and-so like, is so finicky. Yeah. It's like, it's like the calling a Kleenex a tissue. And it's mm. like, it's like they're, it's like it was like mixing. Like they could just be like, that's just his, you know, it's just how everybody's like, oh, you know, I'm just OCD with that. So you go to the doctor. Yes. So your parents are now like, okay, shit, you need support. Grandparents. Grandparents, yes. yes, yes. Grandparents. So you go to the doctor and what was the beginning like? What was that? The first, uh, as I, again, burned in my skull. The first time I ever met with my doctor, I couldn't make it all the way into his office. Mm. Couldn't do it. Just mm. it was like too many layers in a building that I didn't know that was just it was, and I knew that I was there to like tell everything. And was it a psychiatrist, a GP, a therapist? It was a therapist. The first year was a therapist, and then it's it's just been psychiatry after that. Okay. Like it was like a, it, wow. we, we needed to figure out. I needed to talk it all out first before I saw any sort of person that was going to give me anything. Because okay. that's I knew I felt that for myself. Where I was like, I just need to go through these things and just say them all out loud because I've never done that. So. Either way, he's like, you know what? It's totally fine. You don't have to come in. And so I'm standing outside and I'm playing with leaves, just like kind of crying to myself, like so bummed that I couldn't accomplish this. And he comes back inside. I come back inside, excuse me. And he's sitting in the waiting room and he's like, how about we just do it here in the waiting room? There's no one here. And I was like, you think that's fine? If that's something that can happen. And he was like, sure, we're only gonna do one thing and then you can go. And I was like, okay. And he was like, close your eyes. And I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 just close your eyes. And so I closed my eyes. And this is an amazing thing I still do to this day. He's like, close your eyes now. Recreate the room and tell me everything that you can remember. And I just started naming everything that I remember in this waiting room, the paintings, what was on them. And he was he was like, wow, you have a really good memory. You, you, you must be doing like, and I was like, yeah, I'm in commercial arts. I do art all the time. So I'm constantly like checking things. But he was like, now how many of those things are going to hurt you? I felt silly for a second. I was like, nothing. But I, but I mean, they're all, they're all over. And he was just like, okay, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. I just want you to start going into places and just clocking how many things you actually think can hurt you. Mm. And that alone, 12 years later has molded into 
this beautiful thing where when I walk in a room, it's not as intense as it used to be, but I'm just like, safe space. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he like taught me how to look at rooms and, and taught me how to look at things in a way where it was like, look at them through your mind's eye, not through your eyes, not through the whole like being scared and like the moment of the thought, like not look at them from here, not from here. Yeah. Like sit with it for a second. I tapped the front of my head and then I tapped like the back of my head. Yeah. For me, it was always like third eye versus like the fear, the sensory overload of just your eyes going to your nerves. He was like, it was just an amazing, it was an amazing little thing that he did. And I remember I was like, you're it's sold. You're the doctor that I'll stay with. Cause that I remember leaving and I was like, wow, I feel better. Yeah. I feel more calm, even just being like, and he also helped me for the first time ever sit in my own head comfortably. Mm. You know what I mean? Normally that's where the chaos is like leveled high Yeah, because it's all me. And he, he took it to a place where he's like, no, no, you sit there and it's safe. It's fine. And when you open your eyes, it's the same place. That is wild mm-hmm. that, Does, that was my first therapy session first therapy session and i but that was that was the biggest flame under my ass that i needed yeah because i remember when i got home i was just like those were all thoughts i'd never ever even considered right because your level of discomfort obviously was at a point that it was so high that before any of the personal work and like the talk therapy could even begin it's like hey let's just try and bring you down to like you know, from vibrating to just shaking. Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> from like new environments being so sharp that it seems impossible to walk through to being like, no, 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 it's fine. We've bubble wrapped everything. Mm. So like now, I mean, one of my old thing, I couldn't eat out in public. I just couldn't do it because it would make my stomach hurt so bad. And that was like something that used to just drive my family and me just nuts. I was just like, gosh, I wish I could do this. And I mean, now I do it all the time. Yeah. But I was like, we, we had Korean food. Yeah. 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 But like that was, I remember like early VidCons, I had like a plastic baggie in my thing of like all my medicines for the next day, just in case something happened, just in case I needed like, like I remember my first manager, he would always, like one of his jobs was to carry my medicine. So oh yeah. Like, so Pocket like full was, of pills. That's what I call it. Well, if I was doing a meet and greet, I sometimes like could hit me all of a sudden oh i can't even imagine well like let's 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 break it down a little bit more in like layman's terms and like obviously since i know you like we can we it's easy to fall into like a shorthand yeah but, you're right you're right so you go into talk therapy for a year yeah the talk therapy is helpful what leads you to because i know for a lot of people the decision between okay talk therapy, the realization that sometimes talk therapy isn't enough mm-hmm. and for many people it is yeah you know and for others it's not how did that come about? When did the idea of exploring medication begin? Honestly, I knew that... And diagnosis, frankly. So quote, unquote, official diagnosis. Yeah, my whole thing, and I even remember saying to him, my doctor, right off the bat, is I was like, I didn't do any research. I'm not one of those people that tried to figure myself out. But I do want to tell you that I'm very much open to medication, and that's what my goal is. I don't want to try to do this by myself because... Frankly, I just don't feel like I have the time. I have respect for that. That's self-knowledge because one, a pill doesn't fix things. It's not like snap, but it does lessen suffering and it does to live with only using different mental tools will is I fully respect it and you have every right to choose to have a little help. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, again, this is layering on top of like, this is when my YouTube career was like in it. It was, mm. it was actually rolling around. So it was like, 
I was talking to the guy and I was like, yeah, I can't make my next one because I'm going to be in New York next week for pop tube because I'm hosting something. You know what I mean? Like it was just, Fuck. just, it was just this reality where it was like, and I know I can't shut these things down because this is my future. Right. And this is what I also really like doing. I love making art and making videos and stuff. So I need to somehow make it so that this can work. Mm-hmm. And then when I, when I went to 789, I just realized, oh, and then there are people who want to meet. And 789 I, meaning the years? Uh, 789, yeah, the years, and there was a gathering in New York for that same pop-tub thing. Wow. I went to that meetup and realized, like, oh, there are people actually watching my channel. This is a community, and I don't want to be so distant from it, not because of choice, but because of my mental stability or whatever. Like, hello, my name is Mitchell. Ooh. I'm wrapped in bubble wrap, so I don't start screaming. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, I was there with my manager at the time, Kevin, and he was just, I remember a group of kids just like queuing up to meet me and he was like, are you going to be okay? And I was like, uh, yeah, because we're outside in a park, but if we were in a building, things would be real fucked right now. Mm. So what did your therapist say? Was he like, yes, let's introduce you to a psychiatrist? Like how did, so where did things go that got you into psychiatry? Uh, it was talking with him for like, like I said, for like a year, just getting it all kind of sorted. And then one day at the end of so many months, he was just like, I'm going to introduce you to my colleague uh, mm-hmm. who was in the same building two doors down. And That's I just easy started, change. yeah, just started seeing her and she was like, after everything that he's, he's given me, I think this and this would help you. Okay. And that was, oh man, years ago. So what was your quote unquote diagnosis? It was severe obsessive compulsive disorder, a little bit of depression and a little bit of agoraphobia. Mm, Delicious. I know. It was a nice cocktail. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) So how would you describe OCD to people who think that it just is like, oh, I get it. It's like the finicky thing, like 90 degree angles, like. Yeah, I, I I honestly just go like you're thinking of like I said the Kleenex version of that. You're thinking of this like the name brand. Yeah, the vert like that's the the common term. But like no, real OCD is is. I always tell someone I'm like if you want to see real OCD, just type real OCD in YouTube, and there's probably a pretty good video of someone trying to explain it. Yes, okay, um, because it is like it's it's a little different for everybody but for me i would always be like no it's i would always go well have you ever thrown your pillows away because they didn't look right after you made your bed four times that that's ocd that's right. it's when your things in your life are disposable that aren't mm. <laughs> is that's when i realized like oh that's an ocd thing that's right to be I, like this this now causes me discomfort yes like food touching yeah. that was realities of just certain Foods touching each other. But also, like, it was just, like, vibes. Like, I would get energies from things, and it would just feel wrong. I always think of those moments where, in shows, they make a joke where they're like, kissed you, and then, oh, it felt wrong. Kissed you, and then, oh, it felt wrong. But I'm like, that's exactly what it is, though. Mm. It feels wrong. There's something about it that doesn't feel like it's... It's like shoving a puzzle piece in the mm. wrong place and trying to walk away. That movie analogy makes a lot of sense. Like at the at like the climax of the film when the person's like with the wrong person and they have their kiss that they've been waiting for and the person like pulls back and they're like <gasps> and then they suddenly have the epiphany, it's not you, it's my best friend all along. Yeah. Wow. It's like that all the time. Oh, that must give you that must feel like constantly giving away your strength. It, like cuz it's like all these inanimate objects and all these things or people or sights or smells or whatever. That could make someone feel pretty powerless. Yeah, I mean, to think that food that wasn't in my proxy of home is something that could make me sick because I would get nervous. 
of waiting around for it. Like you're right. It was a weird power dynamic where I was always the smaller end. Yeah. It was always the smaller end. And I still, to this day, hate confrontation. So like when I was dealing with all this, I was just like, yeah, you guys go have a good time. I'm going to stay here. I mean, I remember as a kid, never going to the movies. I remember as a kid, oh, so many times being driven to school and crying because we would have a field trip that day oh god and i just couldn't handle yeah going out and the emotional and mental energy it would take to be even like presentable and that's and that's the thing that i think my family had to understand yeah when i was leaving college i just remember breaking it down being like if i don't do this now it's going to consume me it will eat me like venom it will be me like, if I don't break this cycle now when I'm still strong enough, <laughs> I will just become that person that you always visit. Wow. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I just, that was a thing that I remember saying. You know, for me, like, I have a lot of issues surrounding food being good or not. Like, it's gone bad is, like, a big thing for me. And it's really hard because I feel so wasteful. Sometimes even something I haven't opened, I can't open. I'm like, that's gone bad. Yeah, I feel that. You know? Yeah. If there, we Like right now we have some arugula in the fridge. Ooh. A big, beautiful box of arugula. And there's one slightly yellow leaf that is in the bottom of the box, and but it's facing out. No go. <laughs> no go. So no go. Yeah, no, I'm the same with my like, salads no and stuff. Go. Yeah, no. I mean. And, and like it, Ella has to like, I'm like, yeah, you can make that salad. I can't. I'm not going to be able to eat it. She's like, it's not bad. It's not bad. And I'm yeah. like, I know. I really, I believe you. I really believe it's you. It's like your brain short-circuiting and not letting it go back to it. It just like, can't. Yeah, no, I I mean, that's how, that's how it feels. Where you're just like caught in these weird little loops of just like, it's not that I'm saying no. It's that I can't do it. Yeah. I'm the, still the same way with a lot of circular foods. Because I even remember talking to my doctor. This was actually something that I thought. This, was, guys. This one you want to really no, turn it up I'm, for. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. this, this really was. Is I remember going. I remember him telling me about it. He was, he was like, once we start moving you on to medicine, understand that you are still going to be scared. Yeah. And right. I and I remember I was like, what are you setting me up for? And he was like, you have to understand that being okay is also feeling those normal fears and feeling those moments of like startled and stuff we're not gonna turn you into a zombie and you don't want that like that feeling of nervousness is supposed to happen before you walk out on a field or yeah excitement we can't blunt you we can't make it so that you don't feel anything the world has to offer so you have to be aware that there are good stresses on you and there are some that also we're just never going to be able to hit because they're so hidden in your brain. Fuck. And so I was just like, okay. Like, that was something that I remember I really had to, like, process, take that in. Process, but also just accept. Because, like, again, like the circular foods, I take medicine, I feel good, but it's just like every once in a while I'm like, nope, 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 my brain, get it away. <laughs> and I'm sorry, that's a, that's a no for me. That's a hard pass flips table. But, like, um, <laughs> I remember I was like, Having the moment of realizing like, oh, but some fear is okay. Mm-hmm. That made me love like scary movies, which I never used to love. That made me love like roller coasters a mm. lot more. It made me t- like, I remember feeling, loving, feeling nervous all of a sudden, like mm. getting happy, nervous, like before. Excited. Yeah. Like going before going on stage or making a lot of people laugh. Like that used to make my stomach hurt. And now all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is excitement yeah oh this is a feeling of fear that i like this yeah. is the nervousness that we can do like i remember once going to a late night harry potter and being like no fuck this my stomach hurts and then on meds at when it was like later on in the series i was like yeah we're having a blast <laughs> yeah. 
people screaming, kids dressed up, like yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just it was just two different mindsets. Yeah. In your journey, what tools do you use on the regular? You would say. So you described um, the your your primary tool, which is the closing of the eyes. Yeah, it's it's just it's called I call it clocking the room. Clocking the room. Clocking the room. But you're like, oh, see that cat tree? You could take that guy. But like I scanned this room. Yeah. And like I could describe it with my eyes closed and I wouldn't know everything, but you would notice the things that my brain clearly picked up first that maybe before medicine would have been like, (laughs) and now it's just like, that's a thing. And that's a thing. Right. That's a thing. Right. So that's, that's definitely a big thing that I've learned. I've also just a lot of like the... The breathing exercises help me a lot. A lot of just like, take a second, take a big breath through your nose, just count. I mean, you'd be surprised how much that actually really helps. And everything can slow down. The biggest thing that I've tried to learn and hone is the fact that you can kind of control the gears happening in your head if you just sit in your head. If you actually aren't afraid to go in there. You know what I mean? And I always, I call it monkeying out. It's not meditating. It's just kind of, and it's not really hard thinking. It's just like taking in the environment, understanding everything's calm and putting it all on the same wavelength. Whoa. And then coming back into it and being like, yeah, we're cool. Wow. And you just like living in that kind of mode. Oh man. Silence used to scare me and now it doesn't at all. Because it used to be one of those things that was like, then my head could think as crazy as it wanted, where now silence is one of those places where it's like, no, let's actually digest everything we've seen. Okay, Dr. Mitchell. It is medicine. Do you want to be the, yeah, right? Do you <laughs> I want to be the new doctor on the show? <laughs> just, that's just how it happened, Ella though. told me a breathing exercise I really like. Because I've got, like, it's weird. I don't know why, but I'm going through, I need space from self-help and mental health right now in a weird way. I think that everybody kind of goes through peaks and valleys, you know, and I've Ebb spent, and flows for ebbs sure. and flows. Like I've spent a lot of years working really hard on everything. And right now it's like, I just need like a second, but Ella was telling me this breathing exercise where you breathe through one nostril. I always hmm. do four by four breathing, which is like you breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, yeah. hold for four, repeat. And she was saying that at a management exercise training thing that they were actually teaching to do that but one nostril at a time interesting because it activates different sides of your brain interesting and so it gives when this side is the one that's getting the air this side's the one slowing down or this side's the one getting it this side's the one slowing down so it gives it the chance to kind of reset interesting see i mess with things like that now now that i feel like i can experiment a little more like and I've also because you're not going to fall you're not now that you feel like you have enough of a safety net to figure out more minutiae of what works for you like biannular beats like I'll listen to like tones oh yeah like certain tones in each ear to like sync the brains uh like I'll do I'll try to do weird things like that not that that's weird but that's cool man that's really cool yeah but like I get it though like there are like these new kind of things that you can do that once you've figured it out like once you're not in crisis yes and that's the thing too is it's just like i i know that a lot of people when they feel like they've taken medicine for so long they're like i must not need it anymore i feel Mm -hmm. good it's like don't do that please don't do that oh i did that just the other day and i was like what the fuck is wrong with me (laughs) yeah all of a sudden you find yourself you're like i'm cleaning every corner i was like i was like man i am really depressed yeah and I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't have stopped taking my antidepressants. Yeah. You know, and I actually felt such shame, too, because I had to admit it to like it was causing a lot of conflict in my work life and my relationship. 
And I'd be like, well, I did take myself off my medication for about a week. I mean, it's it's bending. <laughs> it's coming off of something. It's your mind being like, it's literally being like, let's keep playing football without the pads. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay. I'm or gonna... you're like, oh, I've worn these pads for so long. I'm so good at football. I think I'm strong enough to do it. I can do this. I've been hit a bunch. Yeah. It'll be fine. And then you get hit once and you're like, fuck. fuck. Those pads have actually made those it. pads were so good. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that I also, I always try to say when people are asking me about help is just like, don't, don't ever think that it's just like some miracle. Like, oh, I've. I've, I must, I'm, I'm old enough that I figured it out. It's like, no, you're, you've, you've managed new fun things and new like breathing techniques that help so that maybe you can lower your dosages and stuff. But mm-hmm. like going cold turkey with your mind is a very scary thing, especially when you aren't exactly sure what is the outcome. Like who knows what's happened the whole time that you've been taking that. I don't know. It always free. Whenever I hear someone's like, yeah, I'm just completely um, of cold turkey off of it. All well, of it. And no, like, that's so bad. I'm just like, please don't. Please yeah. don't ever do that. No. <laughs> just like weighing yourself off a little bit. Um, yeah. It's called titration. They talk about it. Yeah. I, something that and I just feel compelled to share because I've got, I've got like, a couple more questions for you. Something that like I have to come to grips with is that well, I've entered into a much more stable ground in my life. I'm like, okay, cool. We have a bigger, I have a bigger sense of stability now than ever before. Which is why recently I was like, maybe I'll mix it up with my meds. The reality is that medication is supposed to help you level up into the natural life transitions that one has, like over the course of their lifetime. There's never going to be a you that levels up into a different person. Only, yeah. Like, I'm like, well, surely I'm happy. Or surely I'm not depressed anymore. I have two cats. Yeah. I've got two cats. Yeah, that's that. You know, I always go back on that as like an artist mentality where right. it's like, I'm not going to share this now because I'm going to get better in a year and it'll be there. And it's like, no, mm. that's not how this works. You always should be sharing and showing your progress and your changing and be not only like upfront with your changes or your progress or whatever, but like have it be a part of the the steps yeah. so that you can look back. Because like, like you're saying, like one I day- I won't even remember that. Yeah, but yeah, you like know what I mean? One day you wake up and all of a sudden you're like, now I'm this new person. It's like, no, that never happens. That yeah. doesn't happen and that's fine. Yeah. It's just- uh, you, are a, you're, you are the advanced, the advancing version of yourself, but you're never going to be a different you. Yeah. You I know? Mean, it's just like, it's like cosmetics. It's just like the pads we were talking about. It's, it's just like any sort of- extra layer of something that you feel that you you think maybe well it's been so long I you know I probably don't and I'm a different person it's like the core is still there probably there still still. your core it's still your brain yeah um here's a left field question go for it (laughs) right now I'm someone that's inspiring me a little teensy bit not inspiring something that I like and when I see it and then I think hmm that is good is Tyler Oakley learning piano on Instagram story. Yeah. He's been sharing him learning piano and he's like learning piano from scratch. Literally like do, dee, do, blah, duh, you know, just like, and he's been sharing his progress and no offense, Tyler, I love you. It's by no means phenomenal, right? Yeah. It's by no means like, oh my God, he's getting so good at piano, but he's really actually learning it like children's songs. And when I see that, it always allows me to check myself about my expectations when I'm trying to do something new, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel proud of Tyler. Yeah. But if I was learning piano, would I feel proud of me? No. You know? And I'm like, that's fucked up, Hannah. That's not nice. Don't be like that. That is. That's a weird mentality of, 
I don't know, not thinking of yourself like everyone else. That's interesting. Oh, well, it's just or more like just like I I don't know, until it's exceptional I wouldn't be able to like feel proud of myself. See, I guess though, but like once it is exceptional, looking back on those is going to be even better. More, better. Yeah. Right. Or even gonna, just like it's going to be more enjoyable and look like look at the progress. It's like my one second every day's kind of thing where it's like I like doing that just because I like seeing the advancement so quickly. And I, I don't want to see a, like your daily vlog every day, but a little snippet. Well, one second every day would be for me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say about 90 percent. Mm, got those. Yes. Got them cats. <laughs> yeah, got them cats. Yeah. Yeah. No, somebody actually called me out and was like, you know, you have 27 days of just make a bite in one year. And I was like, yeah, can you isolate all those and send them to me? And they did. <laughs> it was pretty great. So it was just a mix of her. But no. Well, what's something. So the question I want to ask you is what's something inspiring you right now? Oh, man. What's something that is inspiring? Or like me? when you look at it, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like worthy, I guess. I th- I genuinely think it's it's listening to music these days. Yeah. Like it's just this concept that it's uh, right now it's a very it's a very wild world in the music world. And so many feelings are getting conveyed in music right now and breaking so many rules. And it just I don't know when I listen to music, that's that's always like when someone's like, when you're having a really hard day, what do you do? And I'm always like, I've listened to music and I take walks. Mm. I try to do everything the opposite of what I didn't make. Mm. (laughs) I didn't make these songs. I didn't grow this tree. I don't even (laughs) understand how these flowers look the way they look. They look crazy. Let's do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, we should take a walk. I I love to walk. Oh, I always think about flowers as like. It's the earth glitches. They don't (laughs) they don't make any like if you really stare at a flower long enough, you're like. This is so fucking strange, and you're telling me a bug knows to do... But that's a whole other conversation. We got... Has it been... I can't go 24 hours without talking about saving the bees. Um, well, I am so excited because I get to not only uh, listen and love this podcast, but Mitchell and I are also going to be filming a video for my YouTube channel, which is going to be right after this. You know... I'd love to have you as a reoccurring guest on Hannah. Sure, yeah. We love to analyze stuff. You can meet the other Hannah. She's a riot. Is there anything that you'd like to say to someone that, I don't know, I almost wanted to ask the what do you wish you could tell yourself 10 years ago, um, that Mitchell that was scared to go into the therapist's office. But I think, honestly, that just the sight of you would just blow that Mitchell's mind. I don't, yeah, if anything, that young Mitchell wouldn't believe that that's me there. It, w- it would just be like, no, because if I can't be outside now, then you... You you can't old, exist. You can't exist. Yeah, You're exactly. a glitch. You're a flower. Yeah. 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 I would have been like, no, dude, this is... Are you only here to kill me so that I never go in there? <laughs> like, it would have been like some weird, like, like a... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the number one thing that I always say to everybody is, you know, just... Um, believe in medicine believe in magic believe in fucking yourself and that's like the stuff that you gotta like come to grips with is it's like you're your only you and you want to be the the primo version of yourself you're the only you so make the best of it yeah and yeah. If, if you feel something's a little off you know don't be afraid to explore one talk it. about it explore it and figure out if you can make it feel better mm. because that's I just feel like there's so many people, too, who are like, no one else has ever felt that. I'm like, yes, they have. Mm. Yes, they have. And I guarantee you there's a room of people that mm-hmm. would love to talk about it. Or the other people that have felt this definitely felt it differently than I do. Because the line between do I need to get help or do I not kind of for me comes down, there's a car, to this. I have a really hard time picking a table in a restaurant. I've made Ellen move tables a bunch. I actually never knew I had a hard time picking a table until Ella. She was like... 
Jesus. It would like drive her out of her mind. And I, it's like, I like, I hate, it's like my back, the light, the this, the that, the people sitting next to me. We've left restaurants, like all that stuff. Interesting. None of that hinders my ability to live. So it's not something that I need to really explore for yeah. me personally. You know what I mean? But stuff that does hinder my ability to live, I have explored. Like not being able to get up off the couch for me is a no-go. Sorry, sometimes maybe we have to leave the restaurant because I don't like it. That's not so bad. So it's like finding those fault lines, I guess. Yeah, there's a weird, again. Because you don't want to be under a microscope all the time. And you also don't want to be so loosey-goosey that you're like the dude walking around in an, uh, a, uh, a, a robe. robe. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's what I'm talking Drinking milk. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's that line that I'm talking about of being like, you have to understand that you're going to get, like, there's going to be things that make you feel uncomfortable and that's fucking fine. It's the things that make you feel uncomfortable that are just... It's debilitating. Just, what keeps you from living your life? Yes. There's a difference between discomfort and destruction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like, that's the best way to put it. It's just like, it's that simple as being like, that That makes total sense what you're talking about. But then all of a sudden it's like, I, I left school because I couldn't get up. And that's something where it was like, I didn't have any choice. It wasn't some sort of fun decision. It was just like, it was just like lockdown. Mm. Yeah. It was yeah. Weird. And it's a good thing you paid attention to it when you did. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. people want to pay more attention to you, where can they find you? I'm I'm just all over the internet. Just Google Mitchell Davis. Oh my god. Well, yeah. make it a little easier for them. Uh, <laughs> my, you spell it with an M? Oh my no, god. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you know what? I want to plug something I don't normally plug. Go check out my weird wonky music at mightseehell.com. Might see hell. M I G H T S E E H E L L dot com. Might see hell. M I G H T. S E E H E L L M I because it's my name. You get it? Oh, M I T space C space H E L oh. Mitchell might see hell. Whoa! Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I've been putting out some weird wonky music. I call them tonal poems. Oh, yeah, I let the music speak for me. That's so hot. <laughs> Well, on that note... <laughs> on that note, I don't think I can get better than that. Guys, if you enjoy listening to Analyze This, please click like, rate, and review. Please check out Mitchell's uh, tonal porn. Tonal poems. Uh, yeah, tonal poems. Tonal they're, poems. They're kind of porn. At mytl.com. And if you would like to support the Analyze This podcast or any real patron of the art and become a patron of the arts, you can head to patreon.com slash analyze this or hell, head to patreon.com slash Mitchell Davis if you want to pay for some more tattoos. No, I'm kidding. I'm just looking at this. Uh, no, they're, they're actually your... Uh, it's for videos on Live, Love, Live, and I'm working on an art book, a coffee table art book right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go talk offline now. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Kisses. Bye. Bye. So should we start now? Yeah. <laughs>